more fun when you're sharing. I don't share with you. Are you kidding me? No, no, you do. I'm honestly surprised you didn't just start the episode right there. <laughs> oh, by the way, welcome to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> I'm Linda. And I'm Sarah. Who sounds like she's pouting right now at this new intro. I hate you. You ruined my life. It's what I do best. You're not my real mom. No, I'm not. Not even close. Thank God. That'd be weird. That would be weird. That'll be the reveal on our final episode of the podcast. We're going to do it lost style and have a big twist reveal that actually shocks no one. Spoiler alert, the final episode of Lost was not very shocking. I gave up after they killed off Dominic Monaghan, so... Charlie! I'll take your word for it. Oh, rest in peace, Charlie. Who doesn't want a heroin addict? Hashtag not Penny's boat. Okay. (laughs) Any hoodle? In-flight cocktails? Uh, I've got ginger ale. Or ginger beer? I guess it's probably ginger beer. It's the Brendeberg. Bundeberg? Uh, I don't like that okay, stuff. Okay, fine, if you want to sound all fancy. You don't like anything that's good. I just don't like ginger in general. Drinks and food should not hurt me. <sighs> You're such a weird food person. Which is funny, because if you give me the spiciest food on earth, I would still try it. But if you said, oh, but it tastes heavily of ginger, I'd be like, nah, never mind. What a weirdo. I don't like ginger. I just Ginger's don't, delightful. I don't know why. I had a ginger shot the other day, and it made my eyes water, and, like, my whole face turned red. Yeah, but I'm telling you, those wellness shots that I was doing when I was sick last, that ginger and turmeric and whatever, I think that stuff saved me. I don't... It's not that I don't believe it does good things, because I fully believe that. I cannot get over the taste, though. Just shut up and accept that it's good for you. I have shut up and accepted it. It still tastes like garbage, though. I think the world disagrees with you about the whole ginger thing. Ginger tastes... that's another story like how ammonia smells no mm-hmm. yes. no yes yeah no from the one that can't smell things very well i'm definitely saying no but yes yeah what now i got the last no. word moving on no. any updates no nope nope no <laughs> wait what's your cocktail loser oh my cocktail is water i've been really sick lately and i think it might have so i've been getting migraines and i think I've narrowed it down to the uh, the vitamin drinks we have at work because I felt myself getting sick. And so I was drinking these vitamin drinks and I was getting awful, awful migraines. And today it went away when I over the weekend when I'm not at work. And then today I didn't have any and I didn't have it. I didn't have a migraine today. So I wonder if there's something in there like aspartame that I am reacting really poorly to. So today it's just been all water all day so I can fully rule out what I'm drinking as being the cause. And so far I can't rule it, rule it out. I think that's exactly what's doing it. So uh, water. I think the crappy thing is, is trying to find what your triggers are for migraines because it could be easy or it could be a long process. I thought it was MSG in the cantina at work, um, but I contacted them and said, hey, MSG isn't on your allergy list. Do you cook with it? And they said, we've never used it, not once. So congratulations on them for replicating the flavor of MSG really, really well, uh, but not using it. Does MSG have its own flavor? It's, it's supposed to be a of, flavor enhancer, isn't it? Yeah, I I think it's a slightly different salty taste. Like you can pick the two out if you were can given Can you just buy a of bottle each. of MSG? Yep, you can. I thought it was just a flavor enhancer. I didn't know it had a flavor. It's just kind of its own Which like I don't get like ultra why, saltiness. I don't get why it's still a thing if it's like, hey, this 
causes headaches in a lot of people. MSG exists because where would ramen be without it? There's salt. Use salt. Like a normal person. Like good old natural scrape from Utah salt. <laughs> where or would the we Himalayas. be without Johnny seasoning salt? That's just pure MSG. Is it? Yeah. Johnny seasoning salt is delicious because it's mostly MSG. I thought it was actual salt. Nope. Well, I've been lied to. Uh, remember my roommate that we did not like very much who shall remain nameless? You know, the delightfully awful one. Uh, well, let's let's just call her codename Voldemort. Whoa, she... whoa, whoa, whoa. That's one of my codenames. You can't use that. That's insulting to me. <laughs> and Voldemort. Well, she who shall not be named. I was really excited once because either you brought it to me or someone mailed it to me, but they sent me a bottle of, I got a bottle of Johnny seasoning salt, which is a super Northwestern-y thing. Like, I don't think anybody else knows what it is. And I put it on something. I don't think they understand. Because it's delicious and amazing and everyone should respect the glory that is Johnny seasoning salt. But she poured a little out on a plate, licked her finger and dipped it in and tasted it. And she goes, ugh, you people actually eat this swill? I was like, uh, yes, yes, we do. It's delicious. Shut your mouth. Wow. Yeah. Ouch. This is pure MSG. It probably is going to give you cancer. Oh, you're just a ray of sunshine. Now go away. Yeah, but if she's also the one that told you this information, I don't know how I feel, if that's true or not. Oh, it's, it's absolutely true. It's right on the label. I'm trying to find a picture of the label so I can figure it out. So yeah, we've ruled out MSG as my migraine trigger but not being able to rule anything else out yet i'm just enjoying so much water so much water my bladder can hardly take it so what's going on in your world i got to see queen most of queen play live most of queen there seems to be one notable person missing (laughs) well you know shit happens is that what we're calling it shit happens Well, I mean, it does, but this is I don't true. know what you want from me on that one. How was it? It was good. I was not entirely thrilled with Adam Lambert, but it wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. I so. feel like I Could only vaguely know who he is. Like, I know he did American Idol, and I know that his shtick was that he was kind of edgy. Ooh, um, I don't know about that, but all I could remember was, like, he was a super emo kid on American Idol. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. No, no, it wasn't bad. He actually has a good voice. Just had weird splat, like, inflections on words. That It was weird. It was a little weird with the splats, but other than that, it was good. I have no idea what that means. Care to give us an example? I can't. It's just when you're ending your sentence, you just, like, splat your last word. Like, the last bit of the word for your emphasis, oh, that's, I guess. That's so much clearer. <sighs> you know how your voice usually has a natural inflection when you're asking a question of, like, it goes up? It goes up? Think Brittany from Daria. I didn't watch daria god you live such a sheltered life yeah well anyways it was it was weird but it wasn't the worst because it wasn't all the time it was just sometimes so it was good though it was it was a really good time i'm done trying to explain that to you do you realize that no i got distracted by the fact that there seems to be aladdin playing on the screen behind you Mm, i just saw aladdin and jasmine go by it's what no no it's pretty sure it's destiny oh i don't know what that is anyway so, so this week, our travel news story. So we've done a lot Wait, of stories recently. did you not recently. do anything? I talked about, oh, I guess I did water. Um, I have no update. Nothing happened. 
I have done nothing but lounge around and feel gross and migrainey. Newsflash, you are gross. Newsflash, so are you. Nah, I'm not. Gross recognize gross you. and you're gross. Wouldn't it be gross begets gross? No, that's not how that phrase works. Yeah. Misery and loves company. something recognize something. Uh, uh. God, if misery I loves close, company, whatever. then I would have pulled you down with me because I have been miserably bleh for like two weeks now. No, thank you. You keep your diseases to yourself, ma'am. But they're so contagious and so fun to share. Like on cruise ships. Yeah. Aren't you so excited for the cruise that we're going on on our next trip? Okay, but it's not a cruise. It's an it's an extended ferry ride. That's fancy. Don't it call has it a, a cruise. Nightclub. Otherwise, I'm not getting on. <laughs> Does it really? Fine. I missed that. Oh Fine. shit! I will ditch you in Stockholm. No, you're you're either like on plan. the boat or you're being towed behind it. But one way or the other, you got to get to Helsinki. Okay, wait, sidebar, speaking about boats, we watched The Meg the other night. Uh-huh. How, like, I know Jason Statham's, like, pretty amazing and can do, like, almost anything because he's a transporter, but getting towed behind a boat, I don't think he could survive so well, especially when you have a giant Megalodon chomping at your toes. I think Something says can. something would have Some- killed you. I know there are some cruise ships where you You're do, getting like- reeled in and towed. That doesn't sound safe. And there's a giant shark. Yeah, but some ships will do, like, jet skiing behind them. So technically it is possible. Don't know about the shark part or the megalodon or whatever the hell it is. I mean, it's both. It, it is a shark, but it's a specific kind of shark. Big fancy shark. Fancy shark. Go do, on. Do, do. No, that's all I know. <laughs> it's going to eat you. No, thank you. Just stay out of the water then. Deal. Yeah, that was my update. There's nothing exciting there. Just the fact that I've been laying around with the migraine for two weeks. That's not where you were, but okay. I don't know what you're talking about beforehand now. But is that was just travel the update. news? Yes, travel news. So for the last few weeks, our travel news has been very like, hey, look at these idiots. Or, oh my God, can you believe that happened? But this week, I've got a very uplifting travel story. And coincidentally, it ties in very well with this week's theme. A man in Tokyo who works with a team at the University of Tokyo named Kenta Toshima... Uh, I got this story from CNN. He is a therapist and he has spent a while traveling the world with a 360 degree camera. And he's used this footage to turn around and provide therapy to senior citizens in Japan who are now, they're still active. They can still get around in their day-to-day life, but they can't really travel. Maybe for whatever reason, they don't have someone to travel with or it's just physically not within their means. And so he has a class at the University of Tokyo where seniors come. He gives them VR headsets and they get to travel through all of these videos that he's created during his travels. So they get to have the feeling of being there revisiting places they visited in their youth, but they never have to leave their chair, which I think is really super cool. Is is there an age restriction on this? How do I get in on this? Uh, well, one, I believe you have to be, well, Japanese. You kind of tick that box. You mostly tick that box. Dude, and two, yeah. you kind of have to 52%. go to the University of Tokyo. Like, do I have to be enrolled or is this like, how do I get in on this? Someone help me out. Well, step one, age at least 40 years. So you do have to be a certain age for these programs or this program. Um, it doesn't say just that the students are typically between the ages of 80 and 90. Typically. There could be hope. Also, if you're 80 to 90 years old and you're doing really good for your day to day and can do that, 
That's pretty awesome. Well, in Japan, more so than most places, people over the age of 60 are still really incredibly active and they remain active until they're much older than they do elsewhere, according to this article. But they said one of the great things... Oh, wait. Sorry, it says our classmates ranged from 53 to 90 years old and had not been learning and had been learning about VR technology for about a year. So an entire year of classes of getting to see the world without ever having to leave. I think that's pretty cool. That is so freaking cool. That's awesome. Yeah, he said he had he teaches them how to make their own 360 video as well so they can share it with people who can't come to visit them. I like this more. We all let's. Let's get in on this. Yeah. Let's show them around Seattle. That would be a really cool thing to do just to share this video in like an open source way so that anybody who wants to see anywhere can be shown around. There's one story in here about a man in his 80s who got to visit Hawaii um, using this technology and he had visited there as a young person, couldn't go anymore, but he missed I think they said that he had lived there at some point. So he got to see the Hawaii that he used to know, what it looks like now, and kind of walk down memory lane, despite the fact that he couldn't really feasibly board a plane and go there himself. That is super cool. Well, especially for anybody who's end up moving like to the States and they kind of want to see home, but they're not able to go home. If there was a cool VR video of what like their old neighborhood or like what the city looked like that they remember. That's so cool. It kind of makes me want to buy a 360 camera. Like, I already know I have enough technology as it is, but the idea that you could slap on Do a headset you? and relive it at any time, that's pretty, that's that's something really special that is a relatively yeah. new development. That's super cool. I hope they continue making progress on this and that more people pick up on this idea. That's super brilliant. Yeah, and it he's the thing that I think is interesting is that he's turned this into a therapy. I think that's pretty crucial. I mean, if you can think about us in however many years old and unable to travel and wanting to get out, because you know we're never going to stop wanting to get out and see things. The fact that someday there might be a database that we could tap into and just go see new places or see the places that we never actually got to be able to go to which prue better not be one of them places that we have been to haven't gotten to oh i thought you said have been to no haven't gotten to prue is next year prue will happen i think we've been saying this for like four years you know that journal that i told you about a few weeks ago it has a page in it that has a pledge where you write down the year and where you want to go and then you sign it. I think when we're on our trip this year, we will write Peru down and sign the pledge. Also, I would like to make this um, a known statement that Sarah and I have also pledged not to, what, murder each other on this um, extended ferry that we talked about and that we will <laughs> also try and aid in not letting the other person be murdered. And my was addendum everything? was that I feel no, like no, there no. Was something else. My addendum was that we were going to spend the night playing Harriet the Spy, trying to figure out who on the ship was a murderer. Ooh, I like that. Yep. Okay. So now, now this is a known statement. So wish us luck on our extended ferry ride. <laughs> we'll see. I refuse to call it a cruise. Have you noticed? I have noticed, and I think it's hilarious. We're gonna be on this boat for seventeen hours. I mean, Extended how much ferry. could it's possibly go It's just a really long ferry. <laughs> well, I think a 17 bit. hours is probably enough time for a murder. I don't know. I feel like a murder could only would only need a couple minutes, but I think we'll be fine. 
knock on wood. Well, I don't have any wood handy, but knock on Ikea. (laughs) That's what I knocked on. I'm assuming there might be something that once resembled a tree. Could be wishful thinking, though. Maybe. So. Anywho's. This week, we kind of want to talk about something that's near and dear to Sarah's heart. Technology! Which is not at all near and dear to Melinda's heart. Not as much. I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm not like an anti-technology person. I don't know. It just, I don't have to have the latest and greatest and be all fancy, I guess. I don't know. Sorry, I'm just a basic bitch. Oh, you said it, not me. <laughs> I was helping you out. All right, so travel tech. Let's talk about the good, the bad, and the luxury. So today we're going to talk about what you need, what you don't need at all, and what's nice to have, but you could get by without it. Um, one thing I'd just like to keep in mind for this episode is that somehow whenever someone says, hey, I need a solution for maps while I'm traveling, or I need an app that does this, there's always one person in the comments who feels the need to say, when I started traveling, we just asked for directions. And when we needed a map, we pulled out a piece of paper like well congratulations and then they stood on it (laughs) and then they walked through the map to make sure they're going the right direction yeah there's something very much get off my lawn about saying these things like we get it times have changed though and when the possibility exists to be more efficient turning your nose up at it is dumb it's not nostalgic it's not romantic it's just dumb why would you intentionally be inefficient? Because going analog is so cool. I don't know. Turning your nose up at something that makes your life easier is, I don't know. Just if someone asks a question and your answer is not option A, B, or C, it's actually, I think you should do something else entirely. It's just not helpful. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I hope these people who say that analog is better and I prefer paper maps also bring vinyl onto flights. Like, I could plug my phone into, (laughs) I could plug my headphones into the armrest and watch TV, but I'm going to be over here with my hand crank turntable. I was going to say it better be a hand crank with a big, like, um, horn. (laughs) You have to buy a seat for that thing or like. (laughs) That would be quite the commitment to being old school if you buy a a seat for your gramophone and one for your typewriter. Ooh. I was going to say existential, but I don't know if that's the right word now. Not quite. Uh, I do love the idea of someone ripping out a quill and an ink pot. What? I'm going to Hogwarts. Don't judge me. (laughs) They've got their sugar quill and they're sucking on the end. Ink spills everywhere during the turbulence. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Good thing that technology kept up with airplanes. They would hate you. Like, if we didn't have pens. They would when, hate you so much. When air flight started, just tons of people with quills getting off of planes covered in ink. That was my best flying outfit. Now look at it. <laughs> my Quidditch robes are ruined. Uh, <laughs> okay. God, we do not have the brain capacity to stay on topic today. No, we do not. It's not one of us. It's both of us. Um. So let's let's try this okay things you actually do probably need i mean it's still debatable based on um personal usage yeah i mean there's nothing on this list that if you didn't have it you would die like this is not malaria medication you will survive without all of it but for efficiency's sake and self-reliance sake and all kinds of different reasons and so we don't have to hear you bitch my map is torn and now i don't know what is north of here 
England has suddenly gotten smaller being ripped in half. <laughs> um, something, something now that is a go-to need is having an internet connection of some flavor. Um, whether you have switched to, well, if you're in the U.S. and you've switched to a good phone plan where they're not going to charge you an arm and a leg, hopefully, for uh, international data, do it. A.K.A. Google Fi. Switch to Google Fi. We're not sponsored. Do it. But... <laughs> What's up, Google Fi? What's up? Uh, formerly, we see you. Formerly Project Fi, now Google Fi. Basically, the reigning champion of cell service for people who want to travel. I'm actually. I switched recently to Google Fi. I liked the phone company I was with. They've been completely great. Prices were good. Customer service was really great. It's just my bills would kill me anytime I traveled outside the U.S. And it sucks. And then I would get like messages that i missed while i was away like two weeks later after being home i like my phone would just blow up some of them i got some of them i didn't but i'm really excited for the next trip being on google fi and seeing how it if it i notice anything different just how seamless it's gonna be i'm pretty excited yeah i switched to google fi after t-mobile basically told me to piss off um i which is a whole long story and i won't get into it now but i've now had google fi we've gotten clips have i talked about it before a little bit. Yeah. Uh, basically, screw you, T-Mobile. I hate you. Uh, Melinda's flipping off the camera. That is exactly my sentiment. Uh, but I've now been on Google yeah. Fi for seven months in Germany, and it is blazing fast, and I have zero problems with it. So, so long as they don't try to kick me off, I will continue to use it because it's awesome. But I don't think it, like their whole thing is like, hey, we are a phone company for anyone, anywhere. Uh, it's just in the U.S. right now, technically. you If you want to get a SIM card, you must have it shipped to a U.S. address. Okay. Well, they're a phone company that's like, hey, you can go anywhere. Yeah. And it's cool. Yeah, basically. So they don't, there's no international, like, charges. They don't, it's, you're good. And, and they've started supporting non- Google. Non-Pixel, non-Google phones, mm-hmm. too. So they've, they've opened it up to a lot of different people, so pretty exciting yeah i highly recommend it um and i've been to a few different countries and it's switched over seamlessly like not even a hey welcome to a new country text message oh i like when they told me where i was (laughs) at helped me keep track of where i was at because i wasn't entirely sure sometimes another option when you're traveling is to get a portable wi-fi we unfortunately have not had good luck with it but i know most people have i think we just got a really crappy brand which sucked because we did research and we thought we were getting the best bang for our buck on that one and it worked pretty good while we had it but it literally only worked up until like what the last few days of having it and then it was getting really spotty yeah and then my sister and her family when they came to visit they used it and it got even worse and i don't know if it was because you can have up to five devices connected at a time and we maxed it out but even when everybody else disconnected i still had really crappy service so I don't know. I I would not recommend the one we used, and I don't know if it was just bad luck, but um, I know particularly- I don't know. You were there. It could have been bad luck. This is true. If I'm involved, it, the possibility of bad luck always <laughs> exists. And then, but for instance, if you're traveling within Asia, most of the airports have rentable um, pocket Wi-Fis, and you just drop them off at the next airport on your way out. Um, I, everyone I know who's done that has loved it. But then again, you're probably paying between 7 and $12 a day just to use it. So you better hope you're splitting it with someone because that's a little pricey. And at that point, you might as well use your U.S. plan with their extended travel rates. Depending on 
I mean, you get bad and then it just goes worse from there, really. Yeah. So, I don't know. For pricing. It's just, if you can find one and you have someone to split it with, go for the rented. Um, I know there's companies that you can rent from. You can have it shipped to your house in the U.S. and then return it once you're done. Mm-hmm. Or you can invest in one, but... It's it's definitely an option, and hopefully you can find one that works a little bit better. It was fine and dandy at the beginning, but it just was on a decline afterwards. Yeah, I think it was just our device, unfortunately. Womp womp. Yep. Option number three is the most requires the most legwork, but is probably the most efficient, and that is buying a local sim when you arrive. Which, in theory, you should be able to find them relatively easy at airports mm-hmm. i've never really looked for one so i don't actually know but like the thought of like having a little plastic baggie full of different sim cards for wherever you've been sounds a little daunting to well, keep track of all of them they have and not lose it or lose your u.s one that's a big no all kinds of little organizers for that so i've even seen a little leather keychain that's made for holding sim cards and it even has the little sim tray card like pokey outie thingy in it uh, those are the technical terms too, mm-hmm. by the way. Pokey Audi thingy and a dongle. Actually, one of those is a technical term. But anyway, so you pop your SIM card out, you put it in the keychain, you put your little pokey thing back in it, and you're off you go. It's all organized and neat. And I thought about getting one of those back when I had two SIM cards. Last year, I had a US number and a German number, and I didn't swap them between phones, but I wanted some place to store it so it was safe when I wasn't using the the SIM card I didn't eat at the moment. But there's all kinds of things that keep that stuff organized. Some of them are really cute, too. Like, weirdly cute for something very techy. So again, options. And then with the local SIM, you just buy prepaid cards, so you have the, is it minutes still considered? I don't even know anymore. It's gigabytes. Um, to be able to use your phone for, okay, for gigs, for uh, texts, calls, data, yeah. you know, playing on Instagram. And the thing that I would, the reason I would push local sims is that outside the US, phone service is dirt cheap. Dirt cheap. My German sim cost me $4.99 a month. And I think I got four gigs. Which is pretty good, actually. Uh, maybe $4.99 was for one gig. And like the maximum plan was $19.99 for four gigs. So like compared to what I pay for my US line, even with Google Fi, it's like a fourth of what I pay. It's, I don't know. Local sims are worth it if you're into saving money. You cannot find a cheaper option. It's true. It's just do not lose your original sim card. (laughs) Yeah. Have a system for keeping it safe. Put it in your wallet. Do something with it, but don't lose it. Otherwise, you're screwed. But if you can stay organized, you'll save money and you'll just, you know, save money. That's the key in all of this. (laughs) And then... um. Another thing that we've categorized as something you probably need is a spare battery. It doesn't have to be a big bulky one. Just one of those, like, what are you knowing? I said, no, it doesn't have to be a big bulky one. Okay. I thought you were just knowing this in general. And I'm like, whoa. No, no Um, batteries. It could just be one of the small, (laughs) says the one who has to use it more often. Uh, It could just be one of those like small, like size of a lipstick charger if you need like an extra boost while you're out and about. Yeah. Although keep in mind, if you have like an iPhone, not, well, if you have like an iPhone X or one of the plus phones, 
a little lipstick battery is not going to charge your phone up. It's probably smaller than your phone battery. So pick your battery relative to the phone it needs to charge. If the battery is smaller than your phone battery, it's not going to do a whole lot. It'll give you a little extra charge, but if you think you're going to be out for 18 hours in a day, you probably want a bigger size battery. But again, you got to pick a battery that suits the type of phone that you have. Mm -hmm. And yeah, even if you don't need it, maybe your travel buddy has been running their maps a little bit more or playing on Instagram a little bit more than you have you can help help me out yeah i love when you say oh you're the one who needs the battery more because you make me look up the directions for everything that's because i've had very very bad international options and i could easily blow through it like way too fast so i know the playing field is now level Oh, that's right. And you're going to have to do some of the navigating this time. I tried with the Wi-Fi and it kind of worked. Oh, yeah. That wasn't really anybody's fault. It was just dumb bad luck. But no, I mean, I'm kind of excited I can actually use my phone this time. (laughs) Uh, Spare battery, probably in your best interest. Yep. Next on our list, you need to have some means of plugging whatever electronics you have into the outlets. So maybe... I mean, you can try forcing it, but that sounds like a good way to get electrocuted. Oh, gosh. I have had a great aunt who her house was built in the the early early 1900s so it didn't have three prong plugs it only had the two prong plugs but she had a fan that had three prongs and oh no and she took a nail file and filed the grounding plug off so she could plug her fan in we're like oh aunt bessie you're not supposed to do that that's not how that works and she goes nobody's stopped me i've been doing it for years and then she pointed to all of the things in her house where she had filed the prong off. Oh, this is a death trap. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Don't do that, folks. Okay, here's the thing. Old house plus bad old like electrical and filing down the new shit. That's a good way to have a house fire and it's going to go fast. Oh yeah, especially since every single surface in that house was draped with doilies. It's gone in 10 seconds. Yep basically. So don't do that. Bring the appropriate adapters. So, but do you need something like an actual adapter? Do you need something like a converter or maybe just USB plugs? Yeah, because I think in all honesty, most of us who travel with big bulky adapters and converters and all that probably do just fine with just the local USB plugs. When you arrive, buy yourself a USB plug that has enough slots in it and you'll be fine. Most things that require an actual adapter for Travel for pleasure does not require an adapter or a converter because unless you need, 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 need a laptop, everything else you own is probably USB. Save space in your bag. Use a USB where where you can, while you can. Yeah, and they're so... If you can. They're so space-saving that it's probably to your benefit just to do that anyway. All right. And then next is a map app, which there is more than like your default map app or Google Maps. You can take your pick. Just remember some places you can't use certain map apps. Yeah, certain regions, they just won't work for you. Um, China blocks some of them, but oddly enough, they worked. Google Maps worked for me. I don't think it worked for you while we were in China. Yeah, I'm not quite sure how you got around those weird I have zero blocks. idea either, but it worked. Like, it was a little touch wait, and go wait. at times. Are you a spy for China? Are you trying to blow my cover right now? Okay, this episode's over. 
you blew your own cover anyways. Um, <laughs> but yeah, some some apps aren't supposed to work in certain places. Um, some of them only partially work. Well, they'll give you like the line of how to get to step A to step B, but it won't tell you turn right on Jefferson or anything like that. So you kind of have to wing it. Yeah, um, some are better than others. I know a lot of people like maps.me. I did not like its interface at all. I couldn't figure out how to get it to work. So I just stick to Google Maps. But find one that you like, load it up on your phone. If they have offline maps, those are super handy. Um, If not, and you have the internet as discussed in point A of this presentation, then... uh, And the battery as discussed in point B. Ah, B for battery. Okay. Then um, you should be fine. Like, as long as you can see where you are, you're probably going to get through it. And Use whatever works for you. And then lastly on our list, headphones or earbuds. And I know some people hear that and go, mm, you don't need headphones or earbuds. But if you have them, you can listen to music on your phone. You can plug into the media on the airplane. And there's another benefit that I think sometimes guys don't necessarily understand. But being able to put headphones on or in or around your ears so it looks like you're busy can kind can keep creepy guys from pestering you sometimes let's not limit the audience you can keep people from talking to you that you don't want to talk to on the plane from talking to you if it looks like i can't hear you well i mean if you're traveling solo and you're on public transit weird dudes say weird shit to people and if you have headphones in they they're more likely to steer clear. It's not a bulletproof plan. They There are certainly some people who do not take a hint and will still pester you, but... Travel hacks. So you don't even have to plug them in. You can just put it, put the end of the cord in your pocket and that way you can still hear what's going on around you, but it's basically like a big old sign that says, do not talk to me or attempt to talk to me at your own risk. So yeah, I mean, that's actually like a valid safety tip as well. It's useful for entertainment, but it also kind of, I don't know, keeps you less susceptible to people being jerks. Less susceptible to people. We'll just leave it at that. Um, Moving on to things that you probably don't need to bring with you. Something like a whole surge protector. They're way too big. Are you really going to need it? Probably not. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people recently say it's just the best most groundbreaking travel hack to pack a whole surge protector. You can plug all of your stuff in with the regular local plugs that you've got and then just put a converter or an adapter on the end of the surge protector and voila, you don't need six different adapters. But how many things are you bringing that actually need their own plug? Because using that hack, let's say I bring six USB devices. Why would I want to bring the cable and six different blocks plus a surge protector plus a converter? Even if you do have like a laptop you need to plug in, then just bring that cable, that adapter, and everything else USB. It seems great in theory, but in practice, not so great. Yeah, and it's going to take up way too much unnecessary, unnecessary space in your bag. Agreed. So only if you really, really need it, but chances are you probably don't. Yeah, and if you're someone who strives to pack as little as possible, that's when you really got to think over of whether it's actually useful for you. Just like hair appliances, especially if you're traveling somewhere with different voltages. I mean, it's it's a single use item. It has one function. So do you really need this? Can you 
air dry and be okay and what if it breaks how expensive was it yeah i i had a coworker who went to scotland a few years ago from germany so she's not actually traveling that far you'd think the appliances would work just fine and i kept telling her i don't think they will better be safe than sorry so i have a british outlet or a british plugged hair travel hair dryer and i gave that to her and said just take this it'll be perfect that's i know it'll work because it's from there and she decided maybe i wasn't right and brought her ghd straightener oh and it exploded yikes and those things like granted i haven't i've never had one but i'm well aware they are quite expensive so uh even with converters some for some reason hair appliances still just malfunction and freak out and i feel like those are like the number one items that can't seem to travel well yeah like they just don't they don't like it i wish i knew why exactly i'm sure there's someone out there who knows exactly why they have this problem that other appliances don't have you'd think like a laptop like something that advanced with different voltage requirements i don't know like if someone said hey laptops don't travel well they just kind of go berserk and explode i'd be like yeah okay that makes sense they're like sensitive equipment but a hair straightener nope, it's the curling iron <laughs> yeah so yeah maybe it's the universe telling you that you're on vacation so don't worry about it yeah well that's even more reason why your laptop should be the thing that doesn't work uh, you're on vacation that's true leave it behind put it down and as someone who has hair that's really fluffy if I don't straighten it and like not straighten it but like blow it out I wish that I could travel with a hairdryer but it short of buying a new one in every destination we go to it's not gonna happen and that's not super practical to do I was gonna say that could be your new uh impractical souvenir item <laughs> I just have a room with a display wall of travel hair dryers hair dryers from around the world <laughs> I got this one in Djibouti um but yeah, there's not like, I'm sure there's other things that we can include on things that you don't need, but a lot of them should probably be self-explanatory. Yeah, I mean, if you don't use it day to day, you probably don't need it. It's like that outfit that you don't wear, but you swear you're going to wear it for vacation and you don't. Big surprise. Keep that in mind. Yeah. So. And also remember that uh, hair appliances don't like travel for some reason. They want to stay home. They are homebodies. They don't have, they have no desire to travel. They don't want to see the world. They just want to live in your bathroom. Good day. I said good day. But then there's like the whole new level of things of luxury items that you could bring with you on your travels um something like a tablet or like an e-reader they're nice to have but you will survive without it there's plenty of books and magazines in the world that you know you can pick up at the airport you can leave at the airport when you're done with it but again having an e-reader or a tablet of some sort is becoming more and more useful on u.s uh, domestic flights because a lot of the airlines are starting to take them out because there are still a lot of people that bring their own. Yeah, they say that they're taking out the, the entertainment screens from domestic flights because it'll save on weight. And I'm sure that's true. Like, obviously, if you remove an item from a plane, it's suddenly lighter. Go figure. But I have a feeling... Yeah, but then you have Karen wearing like 16 outfits because she didn't want to pay the baggage <laughs> fee. Well, now she doesn't have to because you've removed all the screens and that adds up to what? A whole two kilos of clothing she now can put back into her suitcase? Nope, she's still not allowed to. <laughs> well, 
And I get that that, sure, it does save weight, but I think it's probably more to do with the fact that it's expensive. It's a cost-cutting measure more than I think it is a weight-saving measure. Because if, if the weight was a concern, they wouldn't have put them in in the first place. Or so we think. I, mm, I think they just want to save money. And I figure if everyone on the flight has a phone in their pocket, then they have the means of entertaining themselves. So I think they can kind of justify it that, like, it's not our responsibility. But if they do this... I think they should go back to having those screens on the plane where everybody has to watch the same awful movie together. Yes! Because there's something community building about being on a flight knowing every other person has to watch this stupid movie at the same time. And I kind of miss that aspect. Like, it's kind of funny when you look around and you see people all over the plane going, ugh. And it's also funny to figure out who got the joke and who didn't. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, there's definitely some joys to the, the community community entertainment on planes that you just don't get anymore yep only you noticed that the guy watched the same song from frozen and skipped over another one (laughs) nobody else noticed i think everyone should have that joy i think we should give that guy the remote to the one screen on the plane and have him be like no 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 wait 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 want to see this yeah. again Do th- we're doing this one again this one's my favorite go back all together now let it go <laughs> <laughs> yes okay i need to find this person he's hired uh, next on our list of things that are nice to have but aren't necessary are smartwatches and or activity trackers my personal experience is only with the apple watch i had a fitbit for a while but it broke like four mm. times so i got rid of it um so there do you need a smartwatch no but it's really nice when you get to your gate and suddenly your ticket just appears on your watch and you just swipe it and keep moving no fiddling with your phone no doing anything it's just it's there it comes up automatically when you're at your gate and you're through not every airline has that feature but the ones that do are extra nice so uh it's just one more thing that's efficient adding a tiny bit of efficiency to your trip but don't forget you need a charger for that oh so what you're saying is i need to pack that surge protector yeah you should um also don't forget to have like the really big bulky um converter the big blocky one that combo yeah make life easy bring the bulk i think i'll pack like five converters a surge protector um a few usb plugs got really nice hair dryer and three ghds so that way no no two one for my hand one for yours that way we'll get through my hair straightening so much more efficiently (laughs) i'm just making crimps in your hair (laughs) one side wait the third one is for housekeeping we'll just call them up and be like hey we need to get this done stat like a pit crew at we got the sides we need someone to get the back exactly it should be like i'm just here to bring your breakfast no 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 no. just stay here for a little bit longer (laughs) it'll only take a minute hey (laughs) yeah but i mean it's handy you don't need it we've been getting through airports without them or life in general without them just you know if you have it that's cool if you're on the fence and you can't decide i I would lean towards getting it personally because it really is helpful if you needed a push like well it seems nice but i don't know if it's really that useful if you travel it is useful it's not i still don't have one it's not going to change i'm not entirely sold myself yeah but you also have this the fitbit smartwatch whatever it's called no it's just i mean it's not it's not nearly as fancy so but oh but i will it, say it this won't hold my boarding pass if you were looking at an apple watch and you were wondering which version to get get the first one like you don't need the super new fancy super duper one if you just want it for travel purposes 
is. The first one completely fills the need of getting your boarding passes and late notices and whatnot. First one, she means first generation. Yes. You don't need the waterproof one. No. Unless you're clumsy, then maybe consider. But it's water resistant up to a certain number of feet anyway. So um, I like mine. It's nice. It also will tell you, hey, your gate has changed without you having to go up and look at the board. That right there is pretty useful. Um, Another one on the super technology side are Bose specific headphones. Though they are really nice and kind of magical, do you need them? Nope. Are they nice to have? Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, anything that kind of cuts down like the weird hum of the plane engine or the snores of the person next to you is fantastic and delightful. But they are spendy. That's a big investment. And you're dragging them around everywhere you're going. So that could also be dangerous for breakage. And they kind of take up space if you're taking the -the over-the-ear ones. Yeah, they definitely come in a pretty hefty case. I got some from my job and... When I someday will leave this job, I have to return them. No! Yeah. So it's kind of like, hmm, I love them. I have literally not flown without them since I got them. And so it's like, oh, man, someday I'm going to have to actually fork over my own cash for it. Because now that I've used them, I don't want to go back to not using them. But there's something magical to... I mean, you don't even have to get the bow specifically. If you're looking for something of noise canceling, something, something, there are other brands. Oh yeah, there's plenty of comparable ones. The problem is, is that they're all roughly the same price. You're not going to find a good one that's cheaper. Not, it's going to be cheaper, but not like life changing significantly cheaper. They're all roughly the same price point. That's the thing. Like within 50 bucks. I mean, there's some basic ones that you can get for noise canceling. They're probably not going to be as magical as the higher end ones, but it's a good start to block things and then you can test out how they travel and if it's worth going for the bigger bulkier ones but they are bulky yeah it's definitely true and if they break you're going to cry yeah when you get them get the warranty ugly cry the ones i've had for work i've now had well i have i've had two pairs now the first one broke after a year like a year to the date they stopped working the battery just completely crapped out on it and so they replaced it but with a pair from someone else in the company someone who had left and i'm just like hoping and praying that they don't crap out shortly because they have to be roughly the same age as my other pair. I mean, you gotta weigh your options. Yeah. Are you willing to publicly ugly cry if something happens to them? Well, the good news is is that since these don't belong to me, it's not coming out of my pocket. So you think? I'd just take them into work and be like, ah, someone rolled their chair over my headphones. It's not my fault. And then um... Oh no! Problem solved. So... This is probably my favorite category. Yes. We have moved on from things that would be nice to have to things that are just ridiculous. I like that all the luxury items are things that you typically travel with. And I'm just like, nope, I'm basic. I don't travel with a tablet or an e-reader. So there. Okay, well, almost. You got like the snootier things. I I have a watch. Snooty snoot. That I got with my Christmas bonus. And a pair of headphones that were given to me for work. Because we work in an open concept office. And if you don't have headphones on, you get nothing done. You fancy though. Well. You fancy. I'm not going to deny it. Have you seen me? Of course I fancy. Spill soup everywhere. (laughs) Uh, I believe you mean ink. (laughs) Uh, Ooh, I spilled sorry. my ink well. Your ink. Moving on. 
Um, the plain old ridiculous category. Ah, oh, God, I want to see one of these in the wild. A motorized suitcase. Please don't. Why? I... Why? The thing... Do you really... Are you that lazy where you can't walk through an airport? Did you really fly if you didn't have to run through an airport? The thing is, is if you need... If you have issues with mobility, there are plenty of options available to you. Like, you ring up the desk, they provide a wheelchair or a cart, and they just shuttle you around. That is perfectly wonderful. Like, do that if you need it. But if it's an issue of being lazy, and you just... Or somehow in your head you think that motorized suitcases are super cool? I... We can't be friends. Yeah, I have feelings about this. Plus, <laughs> strong, unfavorable feelings. You're, presumably, this has to be a carry-on bag because if it's checked, it's no longer useful to you. And mm. carry-ons can only be certain dimensions and you are now taking up what percentage of those dimensions with a motor and handles and wheels. God, it's got to be heavy too, especially once you pack it. Yeah, absolutely. And if there's weight limits, you can't use it anyway. I don't understand yeah. the purpose and I have tried so hard. Like I've watched every promo video for these types of things. And every time I walk away going, I still don't get it. And it doesn't Me even neither. look fun. Like you can't go particularly fast on these things because they're not going to want someone going 40 miles an hour through the airport. It'd be better if it did. Would it? It'd be like a one and done thing. Do you really want to see- Somebody crashes the end. Like a team of soccer players get off their flight and all of them immediately board onto their little suitcases and zip past you. Zip, zip, zip. Right past you. It could be a little funny, potentially, though. I can just imagine tossing a soccer ball back and forth to each other or, like, headbutting <laughs> it back and forth because you can't use your hands. The one that I don't, that I can almost give a pass is when it's, like, a suitcase attached to a Razor scooter because those things weigh almost nothing. You're not going that fast. Like, I can kind of see that. Kind of. But as soon as it becomes a motorized vehicle and you should be wearing a helmet. Like, uh, mm. No motorized suitcases, please. No, no. And then... And then another one of the new trends. Uh, smart luggage. Suitcases where it's like it has a digital scale in the handle and the lock is thumbprint um, activated. And it has GPS tracking and it has uh, like a 20,000 milliampere battery or whatever batteries are measured in i don't know but once it milliliters yes milliliters it's a twenty thousand milliliter <laughs> battery yeah everything's measured in liters for travel don't you know <laughs> once it gets so kitted out with tech and stuff and like is it really every additional tech technological feature you add to a bag just makes it heavier that's kind of my feeling about that and what if you go somewhere and they have very strict like rules about like you have to take your battery out for it to go through the scanner Mm -hmm. or something then what what are you gonna do if your suitcase is is also a computer of some flavor uh and i'd almost like lump the away luggage into this at least the first generation of their bags because um in the first round of their bags in order to get the battery out you had to open your suitcase unzip the lining take a little screwdriver that they provided and unscrew the screws from the inside and then you could pull the battery out which is why when everybody was losing their minds over the first like set of away bags i was like i don't think this is a good idea and of course shortly thereafter they released the new rules about having to remove batteries yeah so as cool as it, like it sounds good in theory it just doesn't work in practice yeah plus the thumbprint thing for the lock like tsa locks are inherently flawed like they're basically for show so long as somebody else has a, a key to unlock it whether 
it's a, a, a combination or a key or whatever or a thumbprint it's not that safe anyway so making it your thumbprint it just gives you the illusion of extra safety when you probably aren't any extra safe than you were before maybe not something that to jump in and invest in until they get all the kinks out and you know all the rules for flying kind of settle down yeah and since they're always evolving there may never be a moment when they're actually fully settled next on the list is door alarms yeah and in the same vein of that it's like the the extra lock that you can carry in your bag that you slip in the door jam that'll keep it shut these things seem great when you're keeping hypothetical people out but less great when you're an actual person in the room in an emergency who needs to get out let's say yeah there's a fire or just whatever reason you need to get out of that room quickly you are now putting extra seconds if not minutes between you and exiting it's one of those things that sounds nice in theory but i think in practice it's just an added danger i don't know i don't think it adds enough security to outweigh the risk and chances are you probably won't need it either realistically yeah if you're in a situation where you feel unsafe enough that you would want to use either an alarm or an extra lock you should just pick up and move also another thing that's a little silly and probably gonna do more harm to you than any good <laughs> is having a uv light for checking for rooms that are disgusting what are you accomplishing besides freaking yourself out to never leaving your house ever again yeah i i've seen this a few times where people are like i'm gonna check my hotel i don't think you want to that is not going to lend you any mental rest like that's just gonna make you more uneasy just bring luminol <laughs> Oh, ooh, that would be fun for the cruise in our murder mystery. <laughs> no, oh my gosh, we're going to get kicked off in the middle of the water. <laughs> and it's not a cruise, it exists. It's an extended ferry. There's cars on it, it's a ferry. If that helps you sleep better at night. It might. But no, don't bring a UV light. It's a waste of space. That could have been snacks. And you're not going to want to touch anything anywhere ever again. All true. And honestly, if push comes to shove and you have to pack snacks, any one of these items on this list can go. Yeah. Snacks are very important. Don't forget. Battery or snacks. Battery or snacks. Snacks. What if you had a battery that also had like a snack holder? Are you just describing a vending machine? No, that doesn't make any sense. Not a battery. I'm really tired right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, wait, wait, wait. No, no, no. But yeah, those- or vending machine if you could pack a whole vending machine and not have any issues with size space whatever but you had to pick vending machine or battery which do you pick vending machine japanese vending machine or american vending machine whatever has lift in it german vending machine i don't know japanese vending machine i could get hot food this is true i'm still sad that we didn't get hot food from a vending machine in japan because of that i know kerfuffle over our middle names i know me too god every time i say a word like kerfuffle i I feel like my soul has aged 10 years like it dang it. it comes out of my mouth and i go oh like i started calling I'm moose old. i started calling moose ding dong i was like oh my god today i am my mother <laughs> when i start telling people that they're being silly that will be when we know i need to be moved into a home yeah sounds about right hopefully by then we will have a very robust 360 
empty database of videos. I was going to say, <laughs> if not, I will travel and take videos so you can feel like you were there too. And every time I'll, I get one, I'll lean to the ladies next to me at the home and be like, look what my old pal sent me. Ain't she swell? My old friend from the youth organization that we used to be in together so many years ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Are we both losing it? Uh, yeah. It's too early in the day for yes. you to be losing it. It's almost 11 here. No, it's 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 been a long week. Um, but I think that kind of sums up our list, like our tech list. Um, we have tech that we will probably be testing out on our next adventure. So don't forget to keep on tuning in so you can hear us talk about that later of what we used that was new. We didn't talk about it yet, but um, yeah, maybe not necessarily the most useful things, but you know, we want to experiment with the new stuff yeah and then report back to you about what we found useful and what we didn't was it worth it let me work it flip my thing down flip it and reverse it okay missy elliott god i wish i were as cool as missy elliott don't we all (laughs) if i could rock a trash bag jumpsuit i would be all over that yeah yeah but yeah so skill right there come back and uh we will give you an update particularly on some new apps that we've recently found or been sent to us and we're going to test them out and uh, see what we like and let you know because some of them are really really intriguing and if they work well they could not change the face of travel but definitely make things more interesting wait are we doing a tip of the week it's your tip of the week i got one i'm prepared this time go for it is it being missy elliott Uh, because that would be an excellent tip damn how'd you know (laughs) you knew before you even quoted her i am shocked and impressed psychic which makes my bad luck really inexplicable (laughs) you should know better god i just want to leave that as the tip of the week that was great actual tip of the week chop chop all right actual tip of the week it's something that um it's something that i've read to you and it's suggestions and like traveling with somebody is a good travel partner is someone that you're going to be able to like disagree or fight with and move on quickly as odd as that sounds there's some truth to that because travel's not always easy and it's not always smooth you're gonna have hiccups but if you're with someone where you can have your disagreements and like kind of be pissed off at each other for a moment but quickly move on then it's gonna be okay you don't have to get along like the whole time just shit happens again or better yet find a travel partner like me who is perfect who's always right and therefore never causes (laughs) an argument but yeah no i mean it's all relationships friendships whatever they're not always pretty you're gonna find a little bit or disagree and if you guys can move on from that quickly then you're gonna be okay yeah and i think you don't have to agree on everything you're more likely to have that with someone you've known a great deal longer that's not to say that new friends can't also have that but i think the benefit we have is that after 25 years uh we're stuck Ew. yeah (laughs) but and it's fine because her and i have had disagreements we can talk about it move on nobody's feelings are too hurt i'm guessing no and i think even when we have moments that like we're i don't think we get at each other's i'm gonna punch you yeah we don't really get to that point but when we have our moment it's like uh do you not remember that we have a huge blast together pretty much every other day yeah it's just in this like small five minute moment i'm kind of pissed at you knock it off let's go on well but that's what the end i would say you never feel that about me again because of perfection oh you're perfect right yeah exactly yeah Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but no i mean it's it's something think about your history together with whoever you're choosing can you move on if one person's not going to be able to move on and they keep 
picking at it, it's it's going to be awful. Yeah, and I think that's something we've gotten better at because it wasn't always that we moved on immediately. We've never had no. any huge blowout, but in the times when we were most upset, it, the time it takes to heal and move on has gotten shorter. It has, but that's the beauty of the forever friendship. Yeah. Because the one time that I was really, really upset with you, which in retrospect was really, really stupid. It's stupid, right? It yeah, was all of completely it is. stupid. But then I, I was pissed at you and I was wandering around and I got spit on by a hobo. Oh, yeah. And you know what? That changed the story a lot. <laughs> I remember that. I know you were mad, but I mean, we moved on. Yeah. And again, in retrospect, it's stupid. I mean, a lot of it is stupid. But yeah, find someone that you're, you can fight with, but move on with quickly. And I'd like to point out that I'm not crying right now, but my eyes just started to run and I can't stop it. It's not. She's crying. She's reminiscing. It's not that I'm sad about the about hobo. About the good times. <laughs> well, you might be a little mad about the hobo. <laughs> I was a little bit mad. It was very gross. Wait, wait, wait. Was he homeless or a hobo? Did he have a bindle? Um, there was a bindle and a cartoon dog with a spot over its eye, and they were eating out of a can of Aww. tin beans. Tin beans? Yeah. A tin can of beans? Uh-huh. AKA Dork. tin beans. It's all about the wording. Tin beans <laughs> okay, is a perfectly whatever. acceptable phrase, my friend. But you can't have like canned tin beans because a can that's... of tinned beans. Tinned beans sounds like it's a can and tin beans is a type of beans. You know what? I'm really mad at you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm over it, so. <laughs> okay, fine. See? Perfect. Uh, oh my god. My yeah, eyes will like not stop running. Ah, it's so gross. I feel like that's a solid tip because it's something I've also read and it's something I think that we've learned to confirm that that's, there's truth to that. I agree. You're right. But don't let it go to your head. <laughs> I'm right, you guys. Did you hear that? I'm never saying that again. It always goes right to her head. (laughs) It does. It really does. (laughs) So yeah, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully that gives you a tiny bit of clarity. Maybe you've got a trip coming up and you just can't decide what you do and don't need. Uh, So um, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. And if not, tough. Figure it out yourself. Just kidding. We love you. Please come back. Remember, remember your your bag is only so big and you can only carry so much weight. So do you want to have the battery pack or do you want to have the fancy hair appliance that's probably going to blow up? Will it even fit in your bindle? You've got to try these things out and see if it fits. One day we'll try out the hobo bindle thing. That's a life hack. That's like a travel hack that I don't think either of us could commit to. Just for a very short weekend trip. Just riding the rails. That's not legal. But anyways, uh, join us next week for some better tips than that (laughs) and yeah we'll see you back then oh please if you are enjoying listening to our podcast share it with your friends we can see on our side when people are sharing because suddenly places will light up on our map that hadn't lit up before what's up belarus we see yeah two downloads in belarus that's awesome yeah and honestly every time we get a new city or a new state or a new country i do a little happy dance like oh oh we got a new one both do a happy dance (laughs) that's pretty cool no and we totally appreciate you guys listening to our nonsense and whatnot um hopefully we'll have some more guests yes do other cool things i've actually i think i've got a new guest on the line like i just gotta we have a couple guests reel them in yeah i think we have a couple guests that we should be able to uh con into babbling with us so stay tuned yep so come back next week because it's an adventure and so uh just figure out how to pack that bindle best hashtag bindle life oh that's the new van life 
Oh, we should start that. Let's do it. Hey, that's copyrighted. Copyright, copyright, so I just copyright. Said right now. Yeah, yeah. Also, it's an adventure is copywritten now. That's a lie. Anyways. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's it for us. Bye. Bye. My nose is so runny. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to another episode of Seattle to Unknown. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a rating on whatever platform you are listening to us on. If you're interested in following us, look us up on Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We're on all three platforms as at C2Unknown. That's S-E-A-T-O unknown. Or you can jump right onto our website, www.c2unknown.com. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as at S-A-R underscore S, and Melinda is on both as at Hooligan Monster. If you have any travel stories or tips you want to share with us, please reach out to us at our email, which is c2unknown at gmail.com. Thank you, and we hope to see you back here next week. Bye!